All right, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, it's been too long, but we're back for season two of Parks and Rec, which means episode four of the Purdcast. So good to be back. Yeah, uh, yep. You know, this is what my life has been missing. It's Easter Sunday, and this is easily the bright spot of my day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but uh, I ate a lot of candy, and I'm you know just to gear up for this. I'm eating a lot of candy. Exactly. Church, nice. <laughs> Brunch, nice. Purdcast, whoa. We're taking it to the top. See, for me, but. Purdcast is church. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My religion is Purd. <laughs> My religion <laughs> is Parks and Recreation. <laughs> uh, golden egg. Exactly. You know, we're reaching the, the good times of Parks and Rec. Season two. Anyway, back again. John Harrington here. We got John Regan. Say hey. Hey. Hey, only one hey. <laughs> and we got Jesse Moore. What's up? What's up? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're back again. It's our uh, chronological discussion of Parks and Rec. You know, one of our favorite shows. And uh, we we made it through season one and we're into the good stuff. Season two, Parks and Recreation. So, uh, crap, I probably should have pulled up a uh, like synopsis of this episode before starting to record good job for me <laughs> well, let's uh, see. so uh, it's a, oh go ahead i was gonna say leslie accidentally takes a stand when she uh marries two male penguins yeah uh, takes a stand on gay marriage right and right. then i got it the uh the netflix synopsis which gives you so much information pawnee zoo when net when leslie decides to marry two penguins both turn out to be male Mark puts Anne in an awkward situation when he asks her to go see a movie. 21 minutes. <laughs> that is not enough information, but no. you know, it's a good jumping off point. You know. Like, they uh, should just replace the Mark part, because for one, that's the worst part of the show. Exactly. You know, so. <laughs> I was like watching the episode and writing down a couple little notes, and then it's like, oh, look, Mark and Anne are talking. <sighs> and then, oh, look, Leslie and Anne are talking about Mark. <sighs> and then the episode <laughs> finishes with, hey, you should go on that date with Mark. <sighs> like, come on, show. Like, ugh. It's, it's all right, though. It's, you know, less than one season away that they get rid of Mark forever. So, oh, that'll be so sweet. Yeah, yeah. We should, for that episode, we should buy a bottle of champagne. I think we should also try and get the guy that played Mark on the show to discuss how awful he is. <laughs> you know, special guest for episode you know, 25 of the podcast, Paul Schneider. Or whatever the <laughs> fuck that guy is. it Paul Schneider? That would be amazing. I don't, I don't know if that's his name. I'm not sure, though. Off the top of my head. Yeah, for some reason, now I'm thinking of D. Snyder from Twisted <laughs> Sister, and it's definitely not him. I'm thinking of Pauly Shore. Then I was thinking, and then I was thinking of Paul Schaefer from David Letterman. <laughs> it's, it's not him, so it must be Paul Schneider. I, you know, fuck that. You know, whatever. We're not here to talk about Mark. You know, <laughs> we can yeah. summarize that half of the synopsis in you know just a couple sentences. Yeah, yeah. Mark asks Anne out, and is not sure. And then Leslie says, "Hey, go for it." And then we spend the whole season with Mark and Anne. So, and, there's your, yep. There's your Mark Andy and Anne tries Anne. to get Anne back, but. Yeah, Andy yeah. turns back up after his uh, his trip to Kansas to climb mountains. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll get into that in a bit. I yeah. got We're, clips for all that. <laughs> yeah, let's not spoil that part, because that's pretty great. Way ahead. But yeah, that's no, probably the best part of the Mark and situation, is Andy. Yeah, Andy just, you know, really trying to get back in there. Because, you know, for Andy, uh, Anne's a pretty good catch. 
Andy in his pre-Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy state. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Once he gets all jacked up, like, okay, yeah, that, that guy should be swimming in it, but whatever. <laughs> so, you know, the episode starts off, you know, right from the beginning, you can see that the show kind of went with a more playful tone for the second season. They kind of loosened up a little bit and just started goofing off rather than going for the weird stare into the camera cringe humor of the first season. Because right off the bat, you know, Ron walks into Leslie's office, starts, uh, you know, he says, okay, here's the situation. And then Leslie does the entire rap of Parents Just Don't Understand. Which, uh, <laughs> you know, a nice moment for her because, you know, she's just goofing off and everybody's digging it and everybody's laughing and clapping along. And then, you know, she's like, ah, so, yeah, anyway. What was it you needed? <laughs> yeah. Somebody on a somebody at a park is on yeah. fire. There's someone is in <laughs> on fire in Ramsett Park, and they need you to get down there right away. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tell me you have the rap. Uh, no, I, I don't have the rap. The, the rap will be added in post. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, definitely. You know, it wasn't a big uh, you know. Given that it's Easter Sunday, I didn't have time to pull clips. Yeah. But, you know, um, my question really though, if a man is on fire in your park, you know, which is very serious. Why is that Leslie's responsibility as yeah. head of Parks and Recreation? Just... Call a damn ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, fucking throw water all over the guy. Like, it just, uh, you know, what yeah. could Leslie get down there to do? <laughs> really, Leslie's involvement should be, like, the next day you write a letter about it. You know, like, yeah, that's exactly. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She does, she does the PR tour to tell everybody, like, listen, yeah, a guy caught on fire in the park. You know, we uh, regret the situation. The other question is, how the hell did that guy catch on fire in the park? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, hot dog stand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> severe hot dog stand accident. Yeah, but... That's, is that the first... Uh, a hot dog? Is that the first mention of Ramsett Park? Because that park seems like it ah. comes up all the time, and it's never, like, attended or defined or whatever. It just seems yeah, like to go think... to, like, something wacky's happened in Ramsett Park. I think it's the first mention of Rams at Park, and yeah, that's just the stand-in for, you know, random so, place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just that wacky place where all kinds of wacky things happen. But, <laughs> so that's just the cold open, which, again, just like sets the tone for season two, which is great, because it just gets away from season one in all the best ways. And then you find out, you know, that Leslie has been taking the summer to do fun parks projects, which apparently involves doing things at the zoo, which, you know, I didn't... I mean, I guess we don't. We have a small zoo in Tallahassee, but you know, I don't know if zoos typically fall under the jurisdiction of parks. You know, it's kind of a usually a zoo. Yeah, they're typically their own thing. Like, oh yeah, be- John, you know someone who works at a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I see so many you know videos of tortoises on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think most city zoos, like they're owned by the city and all that, but they operate pretty independently of everything. Right, that makes uh, makes yeah. plenty of sense. But yeah, so she's been uh, doing fun parks projects. She's been giving birthday parties for parrots and <laughs> uh, graduation ceremonies for chimpanzees. Which, by the way, there's definitely a chimpanzee's dick in this episode. I don't know if you uh, <laughs> freeze frame that, but yeah, they uh, there's a swinging chimp dick. To be seen. <laughs> yeah, for those who uh, go back and pause. Could, that's what we should call the, that podcast we were talking about earlier. Swinging chimp dick. <laughs> Got it. It's uh, definitely the episode title of this one right now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> We're just going to call it Pawnee Zoo? No, no, no. This is episode four of the podcast. Swing and chimp dick. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and yeah. they throw poop. <laughs> exactly. They thought they would throw their uh, graduation caps, but no, they, they flung their feces. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then they, and then we get to, uh, you know, the catalyst of this whole episode, Leslie performing a wedding for two penguins, which uh, turn out to be boy penguins, as said by the odd zookeeper man that's standing in the crowd of children, not performing the penguin wedding ceremony. I d- yeah, I that's think, odd too. <laughs> like, I do think that the weird penguin sex that was censored yes. was just a little much, yeah. but... Yeah, but it you know still again contributed to the uh, getting away from cringe humor tone. Yeah, because you know, I don't think penguins are physically capable of humping. I'm not sure how <laughs> penguins mate, but I don't think it involves as much thrusting or you know <laughs> censorable insertion as they yeah. clearly. You know, like what were they like, censoring? What was the block jo- like hiding? I, you know, I watched March of the Penguins. I don't remember seeing any swinging penguin dicks. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's not the title of the show. The title of the show is Swinging Chimp Dicks. That's confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging Penguin Dick? Uh, it might be in there. I don't know. You know, I would think you could get away with having some penguins humping on camera without putting a block near them, but, you know, this is America we're talking about, so who the fuck knows? <laughs> Sticking a herring up there or something. Yeah. Just, just man. But, yeah, so she marries the, uh, marries the two penguins that both turn out to be man. And uh, then she, uh, apparently in doing so, unwittingly takes a stance on gay marriage. Yeah, and I got a clip for that. Because uh, she's very uncomfortable taking a stance. Uh, yeah, so that's employees one, are discouraged that's, from it. It's one thing that you know, stuck out in the episode. She really doesn't want to take a stance. She's not you know, trying to be you know, political or you know, take a stance on anything. She just wants to do cute things, which she says repeatedly. Yeah. People in this town don't really like their government employees being activists. Last year, a garbage man was suspended for wearing a Livestrong bracelet. Yes. <laughs> I looked that up once, uh, once she said that. Lance Armstrong at this point had not yet been busted. You know, this was uh, 2009. He didn't get you know, fully, uh, it wasn't fully confirmed that he was doping until 2012. So, yeah, people would still like Livestrong bracelets. They would still look to him as a hero. A one-testicled hero. It was a simpler time. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, no, it, it was, you know, it struck me as odd, I guess, you know, I remember watching the show, and early on, I was kind of confused as to where, like, Leslie's, you know, politics, like, where her stand is politically on things, because she's, you know, it wasn't really a show about politics. She yeah. just worked for Parks and Rec and, you know, was kind of a bystander at City Hall. And, like, in this one, she, you know, really just refuses to take a stand. She ultimately defends herself in the name of cuteness, but, you know, that's, you know, still, like, the end of the episode... You know, she gets she gets rid of the penguins. You know, she doesn't annul the wedding or anything. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't. You know, she doesn't really take a stand for gay marriage or gay anything. Like, you know, it's kind of odd. Like, it's a real like. You know, it's a funny episode, but she doesn't take a stand on anything. <laughs> she, <laughs> I feel like a, she's trying to be very middle of the road. Yeah, absolutely. Like and she doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. Just you know, right? <laughs> you know. Except by, uh, oh, you know, penguins. Exactly. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, she just uh, she keeps on kind of having people speak for her or kind of put insinuations upon her, and she's just kind of trying to not you know ruffle the feathers, and it's you know it just keeps getting her pulled into these bizarre situations. But yeah, 
Um, so I like how very quickly the local gay bar, uh, you know, sends her a gift basket. Like yeah, next yeah. day. I mean, that's fast. Yeah, you know, Pawnee's got a very active gay community, apparently. Yeah. You know, like, and Ron yeah. knows all about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, which is funny, too, because, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> they find out that the Bulge is a gay bar. Ooh, I, have a, knows, I have a clip for that. Hit it. The Bulge is a gay bar. Ah, oh, the nights I wasted there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Poor unwitting Leslie just not realizing the bulge which is funny because i mean i guess you could see her just you know being a doofus and not putting together that there's nothing but men in that bar you know (laughs) like you know as tom points out later that perfectly heterosexual cowboy really clues them in to uh, the nature of the bar but um yeah it's funny that ron says you know yeah it's uh behind my house because one you know later on you establish that ron lives you know usually out in the woods and then, two, uh, Ron would never offer that information about himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a very private citizen. And to know yeah. that he lives behind the bulge. <laughs> you know, does bulge behind his house, or does Ron live behind the bulge? Either way, you know, what? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, what else? Uh, I guess, you know, in going or- in order of the episode, you do have to talk about Leslie and Mark having their brief conversation where... Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like it was kind of a meta moment for the show because, like, they both looked at the camera while saying it, but it was like, yeah, you know, there's nothing, uh, no flirtatious meaning behind these playful punches, you know, and Mark looks, he's like, yes, you've clarified that. There is no flirtatious meaning. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, all right. I, as the uh, as a member of the audience, I'm very happy to hear that because uh, who gives a fuck about you? <laughs> I just thought Leslie was being super awkward. She's always awkward. Yeah. 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 But, uh,. Yeah, they you know they, they go ahead and flash back to the first season where he kisses Leslie at the end of the season, falls in the pit, and apparently that's rock bottom for Mark, which I feel like, you know, is a, kind of a dick thing to say. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you get drunk and you kiss Leslie and that's rock bottom for you? Bro, I've known people that have hit way harder rock bottoms than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Well, he does clarify end. that he actually fell to the bottom of the pit. And he hit does, rock, but... but... You know, it's, <laughs> He, you know, he says he hits rock bottom because he falls in the pit and lands on a rock. Yes, but you know, still the metaphor it uh, you know carries over. <laughs> He's an uh, idiot. Yeah, exactly. But whatever. So, Fuck Mark. Yeah, but yeah, you get back into the action with you know Leslie being you know basically anointed a gay icon, which is you know queen funny. of the gays. Yeah. <laughs> And trying not to take a stance, she also proclaims herself queen of the gays. <laughs> she drinks, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as they bought her that one shot, she was like, thank you, gulp. And yeah. like, <laughs> like, oh, like, this is green. Yeah, Leslie just, you know, unquestioningly taking shots that are handed to her. Like, that is pretty funny, because I, I feel like they mentioned that before. You know, they, I guess they kind of touch on that in season one, where she gets drunk and they get her to do silly things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like, she walks into the bulge to basically say, like, hey, I'm not here to take a stand. And somebody hands her a shot. Oh, thanks, Gulp. <laughs> Get I her up on I... stage. Oh, thanks, it's green. Gulp. <laughs> when she gets on stage, I think it's my second favorite line of the episode. Do there it. you go. Gentlemen, first of all, I would just like to say thank you so much for throwing me this party, especially on a night when the Colts are playing. We love you, Leslie! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, you know, I, I like the... Uh, I like how many sports, like, references they do manage to pack into the show. Ultimately, like, you know, 
they don't uh they don't take the stance of so many uh kind of nerd culture shows and like you know belittle sports everybody uh, a lot of the guys on the show they dig the sports they have repeated appearances by the indianapolis colts you know deadlift yep. shrimp turns up <laughs> uh, you know, Tom hires Detlef Shrimp and Roy Hibbert to just hang out and work for his company. <laughs> like, not even work good. for the company; just throw basketballs around. <laughs> yeah. You just want me to hang out here and uh, you know play one on one with Detlef? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those are some good ones. Oh, I can't dude, wait. Classic. But uh, but yeah. So no, I like that they uh, I like that they don't take a real piss on sports. But yeah. So you know, Leslie turns up in the club and you know, Tom is really good in the gay bar. Yeah, I no, I, I was noting that. I think that might be kind of the first appearance of, like, charismatic club-promoting Tom. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> she gets up there and kind of gets pushed into making a speech. Everybody cheers, and she starts dancing, and Tom just, you know, grabs the mic. <laughs> it's just, yes, Tom's got it. <laughs> like, uh, I see so many dudes from City Hall here tonight. It's crazy. But I guess they've seen me here, too. So, uh, <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> uh, oh, that's yeah. a good one. I love Leslie uh, burning Tom on the shirt that he was wearing. He's got the you know coral colored shirt with the snake on it. <laughs> yeah. She holds up the sh- the free shirt that she gets from the bulge, and it's the exact same color. <laughs> mine has a collar. <laughs> yeah, mine has a collar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I noticed in watching it like they're at the bar, and you know, April's really active in like pushing Leslie towards all this stuff, and like April really doesn't have a significant role on the show at this point. Like, yeah. You know, she, uh, but, like, every time they kind of show her, she's kind of, like, in the background going, like, oh, what? Oh, and, like, making faces (laughs) and stuff. And I'm wondering, like, does she actually care about any of this? Or is this just a precursor, like, an unstated, you know, weird April where she's just pushing a bizarre situation along? Because I, I think she does care about it because she has her boyfriend and her boyfriend has a boyfriend. That's true. But she hates Ben. Yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't like Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I love Leslie just, you know, having to be explained that. And, yeah. Oh, I have a clip from that the, moment. Is it the thing about youth culture? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The thing about youth culture is I don't understand it. <laughs> That's all much. that needs to be said about that. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, she uh, she doesn't get it. And I, I, you know, I also like they they showed her that they made like a flyer of her with the Obama style artwork. And, yeah. You know, uh, How did yeah. you make that? Yeah, how? Photoshop. What? Computers. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, she's uh, so oblivious to even what Photoshop is, apparently. Oh, and she sings Poker Face? Yeah, it's the it's you know sign of 2009, you know, the obligatory use of Poker Face in everything. Like, I, I, I love like when she's face. singing Poker Face in the club and the dancing that she's doing with it. Like, the dancing yeah. is amazing. Because <laughs> That's the only dance you can do to that. If you want to keep the actual <laughs> rhythm, you just got you know the kind of off beats, arms swinging. Like uh, it's like it's a it's a mashup of the robot and like some kind of boxing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah I think it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots the dance. She's got the arms going. And just, yeah, uh, but yeah, that song was everywhere in two thousand nine. I feel like that literally was in like every TV show I watched that year. <laughs> you know, I, that might be the case actually. I noticed, you know, it seems a little odd, you know, now when she goes to the Bulge, and maybe, you know, it's because it's the Bulge, maybe there's other gay bars in Pawnee, but there is not a single other woman there besides April. Like, you know, hmm. I've, I've been to a few uh, gay bars, you know, uh, I won't elaborate on why, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there's men and women there. It's kind of gay havens. 
You know, yeah. Not uh, not just men are gay. I don't yeah. know if you got that memo. <laughs> but well, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's established there's other bars because when they show up and Lindsay's upset, like, oh, I didn't know it was a gay bar this whole time. Tom says, oh, well, there you can go to uh, Pitchers and Catchers down the street. Yeah, where am I going to drink now? <laughs> oh, we could probably go to Pitchers and Catchers on 8th. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a really good name for a gay bar. Very. Especially if it turns out to be like a gay sports bar. Oh, my God. Oh. If it was, you know, a gay bar with just like a bunch of big screen TVs and hot wings, like, like, dude, pitchers and catchers, I would go hang that, out there. Yeah, yeah. so, dude, that sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, they basically just kind of thrust gay icon status upon her, and she keeps trying to explain, like, she's not making a stance, but she's basically just overcome by everybody cheering and chanting for her. So she you makes know. a stance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, sure, I'll take the stance. I'll become queen of the gays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, have you the, I have the clip from the next morning. Oh, yeah, do it. Plus, Ben and Derek are taking me shopping on Saturday, and we are going to find out my actual bra size. I guess I'm kind of like queen of the gays. <laughs> bully for you. <laughs> Love bully for you. And then, yeah, yeah. She, and Ron goes on to say that Marsha Langman, the you know woman from the whatever local Christian foundation, is going to you know take her on Pawnee today for a discussion about her. And it's like, what? why? I haven't even taken a stance. Funny thing about that. I seem to recall somebody mentioning you being queen of the gays. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I said that. I said that. <laughs> but yeah, this is you know definitely the first appearance and not the last appearance of Marsha Langman, the uh, you know just uptight, horrible Christian woman who you know just jumps down Leslie's neck for every seemingly innocent thing she does. What was the uh, organiz- organization I, she's with? I was just thinking of that. I should have written that down. I, it's the, I, you know, actually, no, I remembered it. I was just seeing if you did. It's the Society for Family Stability Foundation, or the SFFSF. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. And yeah, she turns up repeatedly on the show, and she is always into something awful. Like, you know, but they don't really, again, as part of them not taking a stance... They don't really decry Marshall Langman's stance on this. Like the epi- like the episode itself literally doesn't take a stance. Like you know, it's not sa- it's not saying it's pro gay. It's not saying yeah. it's anti gay. Like Leslie, you know, she gets seduced by you know the allure of you know being crowned queen of the gays, and then she has to go and defend herself in the name of cuteness, Kitty. I swear to God. And <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah, like ultimately they just get rid of the penguins and that's that. Like they don't say that Marshall Langman's wrong for wanting her to resign or annul the wedding of the penguins, which you know is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But you know that seems to be in today's you know, in this day and age the implicitly wrong position. But you know they never uh, they never really come out and say that. Like it takes them a while before they put that woman in like straight up kind of villain to just societal progress. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an odd episode because you know it's fun and it's funny, but like it really, you know, really doesn't take a stand. It's just it's like good. here's some stuff that happened, you know. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, it, it's like bringing up the issue, but not really taking a side on it. And it, you know, it's funny because like this was only 2009, and I feel like since then we've come so fucking far on all these things. I mean, shit, gay marriage is legal everywhere now. Yeah, you know, like it's just. We've made so much progress that to see something just not even have the guts to take a stand that, you know, I don't know. It's, you know, kind of funny, you know, and it's dated this just from 2009. So, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so she goes on Pawnee today for the, and you know we get the first appearance of Joan Calamezzo. Oh my god, local Pawnee <laughs> news legend. <laughs> and her and Tom. Oh yeah, why would I? You know, I love their interaction. I, I just glossed right series. past it. Why was Tom normally on the show? Like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I like not knowing. I, yeah, yeah, like because yeah, Leslie just says, "Oh, Tom comes on the show all the time." Joan loves Tom, and then just shows him like just flirting it up. Just, <laughs> he's so like slouched back in the chair. Like, <laughs> oh God, you know. And Joan Calamezzo is not yet the like just full blown like crazy drunk. Like yeah. awful yellow journalist that she becomes, but uh, you still see signs of that eventually. Yeah, so. I do. I do have a clip from of Tom flirting with her. Yes, you keep up those funnies. I'm going to have to invite you over for supper. Well, I'll have to come over for supper. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, you will too. <laughs> uh, I, I love that because she's you know in in the future she becomes the promiscuous one. You know she has. Some of the funniest interactions with the cast. I can't, I can't remember the episode, but there's one where Tom and Ben in the future are talking to her, and she says, "You know, oh, I got to go uh, to the little girls' room and powder my nose, you know, amongst other things." And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Ben just leans in, like, "Is she gonna powder her vagina?" Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I love uh, love me some Joan Calamezzo, but yeah, yeah and she. Uh, you know, she does the you know the yellow journalism thing, kind of moderating the conversation between Leslie and Marsha Langman, but uh, clearly kind of taking Marsha's side. Like, no, definitely take. Like, she's being a <laughs> shitty moderator. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like, yeah you know, Leslie, you clearly went over the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't mention like at risk of editorializing. No, she just spends the whole time editorializing. Yeah, and then you know, it's funny because she's not like a great TV host. Like, eventually, they're just you know, Leslie's you know, kind of. Losing it and getting a little loud, and just like, so uh, where are you from originally? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> As a legendary TV host, you need to be able to moderate your show a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Marsha, Marsha, what if anything can Miss Nope do to uh, make this right? Like, yeah, that's kind of leading the uh, the interview in a certain direction there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so you know, all that's pretty well and good. Eventually. You know, they take the non-stance of Leslie getting rid of the penguins to a zoo in Iowa where gay marriage is legal, which, you know, it's just such an odd ending. Like, you know, again, it's a, it's a episode full of ideas that doesn't really take a side. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Did you notice how, uh, on the penguin cave, it said it's Flipper and Eve, not Flipper and Steve? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like... And that's the other thing. Who in Pawnee is so, like, you know, like, politicized that they're going to go graffiti tag the friggin' penguin exhibit at the zoo? <laughs> like, uh, And awesome. someone called up and asked if they could marry their guinea pig and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to, you know, because I do want to marry my guinea pig. I'll take my answer off the air. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah, and everybody calls in the show telling Leslie to resign, which obviously she's not going to because it's the first episode of season two. So, you know, <laughs> Good try there, show. <laughs> but Yeah, you showed us. You didn't really establish those stakes. But that's all well and good. And you know, then you get to uh your fun Andy of the of the show, him turning back up from uh wherever <laughs> he's climb, gone. Yeah. Mountain climbing in Kansas. I love Anna Anna explaining that to <laughs> the camera I, like I have Andy, that clip. Oh do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, there it is. 
And Andy, after we broke up, he told me he was going to Kansas to climb mountains. So I don't, I don't really know where he is. <laughs> uh, do, I was gonna say, tell me you pulled the clip of Andy when she brings that back up. Like, no, yeah, I didn't. It's like, oh, what? you, uh, you know, how was mountain climbing? And he's like, oh. What? <laughs> like, I clearly forgot that he ever said that. <laughs> he's so good. I man. fucking love him, man. He's just Chris Pratt's just got such timing, and he's just got such a just you know goofball just charm that you just can't resist that guy. Oh, like, I love Chris Pratt so much. Yeah, he turns back up on Anne's doorstep wearing a suit. And you know, ex- <laughs> to quote explo- three thousand dollars. Yeah, it cost three thousand dollars. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I sold out. <laughs> yeah, you know, because he got a job, got a and, boring office job. <laughs> you know, in perfect case of unreliable narrator, they just keep his you know discussion of that going as he walks back into the pit, hangs up his suit, and then dives into his tent. <laughs> like he's. I have a clip from after they catch him in the pit. <laughs> yes. And the hardest part about living in this pit. It's probably keeping my suit pressed. And the rats. It's like a freaking rat parade every night. <laughs> uh, it's like a freaking it. rat parade every night. I love it too because you know he's he's doing it. Is you know he's coming from a good place. You know he's one a complete loser who can't fend for himself. So he's you know he pitches a tent in the pit. But he claims that he's, he's got to stay near Anne because you know there's some real weirdos living in this neighborhood. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. Uh huh. A moment of no self awareness from Andy. First of many. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, what else is there to say about this episode? They, you know, they reestablish just kind of the new status quo for the show. There's nothing flirtatious going on between Leslie and Mark. There is flirtation going on between Anne and Mark. Andy is, you know, a pit-dwelling loser. (laughs) Uh, Leslie is slightly more goofball and prone to getting into political situations. And queen but, of the gays. And she is also queen of the gays. <laughs> and uh, hates salads. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the moment that. that just sticks out to me for some See, reason. And yeah. that sticks out because it's a joke, you know, in an otherwise, you know, just ex, you know, expository scene of them hanging out like, oh, yeah, Mark asked me out. Like, you know, I'm not saying I don't care about the relationships on the show because I do. But, you know, I don't, care about, I don't <laughs> care about Mark. <laughs> that's yeah. the problem. So, you know. Two women hanging out talking about Mark. Not great. But yeah, just, you know, her poking around at that salad and just say, oh, I hate salad. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, that's another trait of Leslie's character. Ultimately, you know, it would get to the point where all she eats is breakfast food. And she car- <laughs> carries a purse that looks like a waffle. And, you know, yeah, she is, uh, yeah, she hates and- salad. Another cool I'll, moment was when Tom was dancing up on Anne, and Anne just like kind of walked around. Yeah, him. the continuation of you know totally skeezy Tom, you know, because yeah. <laughs> again they've now established that he does have a hot ass wife, but does not you know, and I'm not clarified that situation. So Tom's at the bulge, and Anne's there, and Anne just like recoils in terror, <laughs> like uh, perfect, perfect skeezy Tom. You know. <laughs> That's a good episode. No, it really it, is. It you know it it, it, sh- it shows good, promise for the series. Good strong 
you know, starting out for season two, like, yeah. And like I said, immediately just kind of resets the status quo, kind of establishes the new tone for the show, you know, new direction of Leslie accidentally getting, you know, put in these political situations or, you know, situations that she makes for herself unwittingly and then not really being smooth enough to get out of them. Like she's, she doesn't, you know, she's not like the political savvy, like just super motivated, hardworking genius that she becomes later on in the show. She literally, you know, compromises in this one by getting rid of the damn penguins. Yeah. You know, she can't take it. She goes on Pawnee today and, you know, basically just gets taken to task by the town and Marsha Langman. And, <laughs> you know, that's that. <laughs> so, you know, they're uh, they're moving in the right direction. A good direction. So, I don't know. What else is there about this one? That was, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's about yeah, it. I think we covered like every minute of this episode. Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> every minute except those minutes involving Mark. Yeah. Perfect. More on his boring ass in the future. And more about swinging chimp dicks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sadly, as uh, I'm checking the encyclopedia of Parks and Rec in my brain, I don't believe there are any more chimpanzee dicks in this entire series. Damn it. What are we going to do? It's a ding-dang shame. (laughs) uh, There's plenty more oddly censored nudity to come, I'm sure. But... uh, yeah. No, none of all chips. I do like at the end of the episode, Leslie driving the penguins herself to the zoo in Iowa for whatever reason. She says yeah. she wants to take them to the water slide. But yeah. Oh, look, six they flags. might die. Yeah. It'd be cute. Yeah. <laughs> I should take them on a water slide, but they might die. Hmm. But yeah, she's got them in the the car seats, and she's misting them with the spray bottle. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, really going above and beyond because that is not a safe way to transport animals. <laughs> no, <that is> not, <laughs> especially not possibly be her responsibility. <laughs> How they weren't freaking out, I don't know. <laughs> freaking out, trying to fuck each other, and you know, flinging penguin shit all over the car. <laughs> you know, as I Getting, assume penguins are wont to do. Having a jetpack like in Batman Returns. Yes. Oh, God. Why couldn't there be more penguins like those penguins? Those are the coolest. <laughs> those kamikaze penguins. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think we should wrap it up. You know, maybe as uh, the show goes on, go, you know, two episodes at a time. Depend. It, it kind of depends on the, you know, the order of the episodes. Because, like, this one was good enough that I feel like we could talk about it for a whole episode. But then, like, you know, the next one, you know, it's them staking out the, uh, the pit. Because... Mm. You know, somebody planted weed in it. But then after that, it's the beauty pageant. That's a that's a great one. There, you know, there's a lot of, you know, kind of ups and downs in season two. We could, uh, we got to figure out how we're going to do it. But yeah. for now, we're doing great. You know, <laughs> great episode, great start to season two. Um, shit, man, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know to follow us on Twitter, uh, <laughs> at Parks and Rec Pod. Um, you know, find us at our website. Uh, is it purdcast.bakemawaytoys.com? Yeah, or you can just go to bakemawaytoys.com, which has yeah, all exactly. of them. It's got all our podcasts, including the, you know this one. It's got uh, Game That Tune, our video game music guessing show. And, uh, you know, the Chief Pick'em Podcast, which I think we got to get back off the ground. Man, there's too, many, uh, there's too much nerdy shit going on in the world for us not to talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at jgangsta187. Follow Johnny at jpreganjr. Yep. You can follow Jesse at Sega underscore legend. Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's it, guys. Let's, uh, let's take it home. Johnny, hit it. All right. I was not queued up. <laughs> <laughs>
Hold on. <laughs> there we go. 